You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly pop and geek culture show covering movies, TV, games, and comics. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that could still be playing Zelda Tears of the Kingdom right now, but is doing this show, so you better appreciate it. <laughs> still. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, I like it, I like it. <laughs> I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And I'm Samantha. We have an amazing show for you this week. We're all here. We're going to talk about some stuff. We got some news. I, I hear those combats are getting mortal. I, I hear I hear they are, which may be the first or the twelfth time it's happened. <laughs> Who knows? Depending on the way you it look depends. at it. It depends. <laughs> Not including the spinoffs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but let's get into some of our check outs first. You know, like you do. Check it out. Yeah, so things we've been doing. Uh, you know what? I haven't really done much this week, but I have a question to pose to you guys. I was listening to a podcast called Midnight Local. It's um, they do uh, like movie reviews and like really highbrow takes on different movies and media and stuff like that. And the episode that they most recently came out with was on the classic 1987 Paul Verhoeven film RoboCop. You mean one of the best films ever made? One of the best films ever made. Yes, I fully agree with you. It's definitely top 10 for me. But they posed the the idea that it is cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, he... I mean, it's low-tech cyberpunk, but it's still cyberpunk. Yeah, it's right on the edge. It's because it's it's about his humanity and it being replaced with technology, and it doesn't get much more cyberpunk than that that's yeah. like one of the main like, themes it's it's almost like like it's like a civilization on this on the beginning cusp of classic cyberpunk right because by robocop 3 i mean you've got a japanese corporation coming in buying up everything well you already had the cor- uh, corporation buying well, yeah, up everything yeah, but, in, yeah, in robocop but, 1 but in a lot of times in cyberpunk it's more of a like a asian or japanese company yeah, I guess, but it doesn't necessarily have I know, to be. But, but like, typically, when you think like cyberpunk, people think like uh, outside of like you know cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and stuff like that. You know, you think like Blade Runner, mm-hmm. you know, things like even, that. Even cyberpunk twenty seventy seven has it. There, it's a, it's kind of a theme running theme, which is maybe problematic in our day and age. But there is like kind of a Asian like. Oh, yeah, a little bit. I don't want to say it's not like a fetishistic thing, but it's like a, I don't know, because back in the 80s when cyberpunk was coming out, there was a lot of like... It was the the Japanese bubble economy. Yeah, and there there was a lot of like kind of xenophobic worry that they've got all these cheaper TVs and cars and they're going to take take over over the entire world. Yeah. And that's where the seed of that in cyberpunk comes from. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. But no, I when I when they first posed that that thought in the in the podcast, I initially kind of knee jerk said, no, nah, not really. But now the more that I thought about it, it's like, well, yeah, it's about um, uh, the corporate America taking over every section of of life. Of life, it's, yeah. And it's about there's a strong transhumanism element. There is, yes, and there is a strong like police kind of you know you versus the the police kind of thing a lot of the um the crime in robocop is not motivated by anything it's just wanton acts of destruction which in other cyberpunk 
I guess, media. Typically, things just kind of happen. There's no real... I mean, background well, to it. I mean, yes and no. I I know not I quite mean, it, there. It's but. people trying to scrape together what they can in this corporate role right. hellscape. Yeah, that we're slowly barreling towards. Well, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no. Okay, that's it's staring into the mirror darkly. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of an interesting kind of way of putting about because I never considered it that way because it doesn't fit like the traditional. Oh yeah, like, it, yeah. It doesn't have all the neon lights and yeah. flying cars and you know. Hover this and yeah, it's you know, not Blade Runner. Yeah, right. It's, it's not, not Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. It's not Ghost in the Shell. It's not like you know this other stuff. Mike Pondsmith didn't didn't wasn't involved. It wasn't involved, <laughs> right? But, but like I said, I I feel like the world of RoboCop is the beginnings of New the, Delta City is is, is the like beginnings the, of the future is of the yes. Night City <laughs> is the Night City. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's well, cool. That's that's kind of the big thing that I kind of wanted to, to think, talk well, about. Yeah. Like because alternate futures in in media seem to go one of two ways. You either go techno future cyberpunk, mm-hmm. or you go dystopian hellscape. You know. And in between those both is the Jetsons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Agreed. I guess the third direction would be uh, Star Trek. You go uh, Apple Store future. Mm. Star Trek and the Jetsons, actually, that those futures aren't far off. They're not too far off. No, they're, yeah. both, but, they're both very utopian. But yeah. but, but also, uh, in, in, in at least in Star Trek anyway, uh, it took you know a civilization-ending war and decimation of humanity to bring a, about, you know... So Star Trek is like the post-cyberpunk-era is, is, is kind post, of thing. You know, post classic earth we we it, don't know if that happened or not on the jetsons yeah i feel like it very well could have all we know is you don't see the earth yeah it, we're all above whatever's down there is probably not well good. it's the flintstones that's it's what's the, down, it's there. The flintstones down yeah. there yeah no it, yeah no, the it, earth yeah the earth dwellers have evolved in two different directions you go back to caveman times <laughs> where they where they have the intrinsic memory of devices and stuff but they don't have the like electricity so they use animals they train an elephant to wash their dishes yeah they, they have a bird that's their record player but because they remember record player they remember music but uh you have the jetsons flitstones movie which puts a whole uh, puts the whole well, that doesn't count because it wasn't good <laughs> you hush the, yeah, Flint, I, the Jetsons meet the Flintstones was not a good movie. I like all saw, the voice actors were, they all sounded wrong <laughs> because it was made like 30 years later. I, I mean, saw it, it as a kid and I liked it. But I mean, I, I haven't watched it since I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so fair. yeah, I might be I might be seeing all the red Ro- flags through rose-tinted glasses, yeah. Ro- rose-colored glasses. Yeah, when you're wearing rose-tinted glasses, all the red flags this just look, look like, like flags. flags. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Bojack Horseman. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great line in that show. That, though. That That's is, a good line. Yeah, that is, that is a a high art literature line in in the animated horse show. It's, <laughs> it's such hey, a well written hey, show. Bojack has a lot of good points. I love it, Bojack. It is a great show. I have rewatched that show a lot. It's one of the few modern shows that I have. I just had a thought. Have you ever heard of like a a spectacle being referred to as a dog and pony show? Yes. Yeah. Mister Peanut Butter and Bojack Horseman. Are the dog, dog and, pony and pony of the dog and pony show? <laughs> Is this a crossover episode? <laughs> uh, but yes, to get back to on point, uh, RoboCop is one hundred percent cyberpunk. Yes, and RoboCop two and satire and satire and oh, it, it's cutting satire. 
I I love it for the for yeah. the satire. Oh yeah. Also, you know, classic Red Foreman from that '70s show getting stabbed in the neck in a really gruesome way. Yep. And Robocop eats baby food. He does. Yeah. He yeah. does eat baby food. <laughs> he has a gun in his leg. It's a mm-hmm. great movie. You know. You know what? The one of the best things to come out of Robocop, though, the real Robocop remake. <laughs> What? Yeah, that was really. That's Do you really not good. remember that? Go ahead. So when the RoboCop remake was getting ready to come out, a bunch of internet creators got together and made what they called the real RoboCop remake, where they all remade different scenes from RoboCop, and it was all spliced together into one internet movie. I don't think I ever. Oh, saw it's a, it. it's amazing. Oh, it is. It is. There's Mart Buck Wild. There's one scene in particular that my brain won't let me forget about. Oh, I know. And you know the scene that yes. I'm talking about. Yes. It's the scene where it's the two punks that are in uh, the alleyway that are accosting I, I the, the I, woman. I, I think it's just an empty parking lot. It's an empty park. Okay, empty parking lot. And you know, you know, the scene where Robocop shoots the punk in a very specific area. Oh, yeah. Well, some, <laughs> the, the, the people that took that scene elaborated on it. It goes to 11. <laughs> it goes to, I, I would say there were, were at least 11 in that scene. Also, that scene has the best Robocop suit in the whole oh, movie. Oh, it does. Because yeah, it is it, a screen accurate Robocop suit. Mm-hmm. Just shooting that guy in his zone just yeah. over and over and over again. And then the naked guy. At the and end. then the naked guy, yeah. Oh, and also all those all those guys just jumping over the fence, just chanting the R crime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh my favorite scene in Robocop is when he handles a very um, precarious hostage situation by exploding through a wall. Yeah, like you should. For like most you should. Hostage that, situation. And I love the fact that Transformers Beast Wars pays homage to that scene. Oh, really? Yes. There's an episode when Optimus Primal gets infected with a rage virus from uh, Scorpion. Twenty eight days later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he invades the Predacon ship, and they're all like. There's all this noise, and they're like, what is that? What is that? And all of a sudden, Optimus's arms go through the wall <laughs> and grabs... Nice. Uh, I don't even remember who it was. It might have been Pterosaur. Roboticus Prime. Robot. But it, it's so good. But it, it, it mirrors the, uh, the, the, the City Hall hostage crisis when he goes through that drywall and rips that dude through the wall. It's, it's like in, in the Deus Ex reboots, there, there's an ability to bust through walls. Nice. I think it's only there because RoboCop. Because of RoboCop, yeah. It's, it's very specific walls and like a really lame power, but it's like RoboCop. So yeah, but it's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the rule of cool. Yeah. I like I said I love RoboCop. It is such a great movie. The remake was meh. Like it still tries to be kind of satire and have a you know a, a not I not would, as I much. would say the only time that it tried to be satire was, was the was the Samuel Jackson the Samuel bits. L Jackson bits that's that were very clearly filmed after the fact that they just spliced in because um, in, in it Samuel L Jackson is like this talking head news reporter like, Max uh, he's he basically you know, well he's he made, more like a he's more like a like a tucker carlson or something like yeah, that. yeah he's like a tucker carlson type and uh he's just yelling at his screen uh for like three or four scenes and it's they're just spliced in just willy-nilly and it's clear that they that someone saw the movie and said you know the first one was a little bit satirical and, and made a comment about today's society 
maybe we should add that back I mean, in a little bit. The fact that otherwise like, it was just a stock standard action. Like, like the fact that like you know the original Robocop it was about the consumerism and you know corporate takeover of Amer- of the United States and you know in Robocop the remake it's about you know. It sounds like without that, it would be the Total Recall remake. It oh, is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Which Which absolutely. absolutely and, and the fact that they came out so close to each other. Yeah. The Total Recall remake was the absolutely fine, like, movie, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, like, it wasn't, it wasn't a good Total Recall right. movie. Yeah, I and, mean, it doesn't have all the cheesiness of the Arnold one. It's in the, the remake did one thing that I kind of liked. Although Robocop or Total Recall? Robocop. Okay. Uh, I wish they would have. I mean, it's a good concept. I wish they would have handled it better. But in the original Robocop, he once once he becomes Agent um, uh, Officer Murphy becomes Robocop. Robocop. He has all of his humanity stripped away. And the film slowly is him rebuilding his humanity or a semblance of it. And the remake, when he becomes Robocop. He retains his memories. He retains his personality. He retains all this stuff. And as he starts to kind of buck the system a little bit, they slowly start to remove that. Yeah, so it's w- kind of a an interesting reverse yeah. of, of it. Yeah, because in the remake, anytime he's not wearing the visor part, he's you know he's like, oh my god, what have I become? You know, blah blah blah. <laughs> but every time he's using the visor, he's basically murder machine, old school. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing that they said was um, in the in the remake was that like, okay, we have a human in this suit. We have, I mean, he's bare. There's barely anything left. There was even the one shot in that that I really liked was they um, uh, Alex Murphy in the remake was like, what's left of me? What is what is human left? And they remove all the robotic parts, and it's his nervous system, his head, and one hand, and his and, heart, and his heart, and that's all that's. That's all that's there. But when they're testing out the RoboCop systems and stuff like that, they say his reflexes are never going to be perfect because he's a human. So they simulate in his brain that um, he's making decisions, but it's actually his AI. It's the programming within his brain actually making the decisions for him, basically turning him into a puppet. But it gives him the semblance of free will, the illusion of free will, which is the actual point of the original RoboCop is the illusion of free will kind of a little bit. So I think there were some good ideas in the remake, but it, at the end of the day, it was just, a I also wish they would have, I also wish they would have kept him silver. Cause like that one shot you have in that movie where his suit is silver. And it, it looks good. It looks good. And then they made, made him yeah, matte black tactical. Yeah. Then they make him it, glossy black it and sucked. it looks stupid. No, it wasn't even glossy black. It was matte black. Oh, so I they could, mm, I thought it was glossy. No, they, they, they made him, uh, matte jet black like a like a stealth bomber. Yeah, it it was a bummer. The the best thing that the Total Recall remake does is make Kate Beckinsale the bad guy, and she just chews it up the whole movie. <laughs> oh yeah, they well they they merged two characters from the original one into into the Kate Beckinsale. It was yeah. like the the fake wife and like one of the other characters. They basically. Yeah, smooshed them together, which is which is good. Though, though I it's never, a good decision. I never read the Total Recall book, so I don't know how that compares. Oh, I can remember it for you wholesale. I oh, don't. Yeah. I don't think they're very. It. It's your. They're tra- not very. It's your traditional Philip K. Dick uh, movie, which means they take a couple ideas that he maybe mentions in the book and use and it. use that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Quaid. Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've read a lot of 
parts of Philip K. Dick books. It's always like, I'm going to read this. And then I read like a quarter of it. <laughs> and I was like, that was really, it was really good, but I didn't finish it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have, speaking of like movies to books and stuff. Sure. We have, do androids dream of electric sheep mm-hmm. at home? That book is like goosebumps thick. Yeah. It is a oh, tiny book. They, yeah, they're usually pretty thick. Yeah, they're <laughs> usually pretty thin. <laughs> I was like, man, how'd they get one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time out of this tiny book? Well, even the name of the movie Blade Runner comes from another book. Oh, yeah. That's it's not totally different. Dick. It's a completely different book mm-hmm. about an alternate future where, like, healthcare, people have to run medical tools like around because they're illegal or something i don't know yeah i read about half of that one too (laughs) yeah oh so that's where the name blade runner comes from yeah ridley scott liked that so much he bought the title of that book to use for blade runner the movie yeah it has nothing to do with yeah it has has nothing nothing to to do do. with the movie that's wild yeah that's dumb (laughs) so how's that zelda oh it is so good I've yeah. put in about a bajillion hours of it at this nice, point. Nice, I can safely say, say it is very, very good. It's probably already like one of the top three video games I've ever played of all time. Good, fantastic. Like, have you made anything goofy yet with the with the with the mergy hand thing? I, I don't have patience. The patience yeah. to build a big thing. I just like playing the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the thing about it that I think I I like the best is it it takes like those building mechanics that other games have and then they put those mechanics in and they say now you now it's your turn you know you make the fun now yeah like this instead actually has things for you to do and puzzles for you to solve with these mechanics that's cool that's what makes it work yeah i think that's really really cool yeah i uh i it just came in the mail for oh for me today i haven't had a chance to uh, touch it but because i'm chronically online and i can't shut my phone or my brain off i think i've seen a lot of this game (laughs) however the majority of the clips have not been story dependent it has all been look at this cool thing i made and here's this giant guy with a flaming appendage stuff yeah Yeah. the story i think has been been better than the other game it's it's more present than it was in the previous in the previous game it's all like memories and things happening in the past yeah things happened a hundred years ago this is a lot more present and and things are with you now and the story is evolving as you go different places that's good that's That's good And the, the dungeons are actually different and interesting. It's are not, they actually dungeons and not yeah. just challenge shrines? Yeah, it's not. Well, I mean, there's still shrines, but like instead of just it being four beasts that look almost the same, mm-hmm. it's different environment. Like they're literally wind temple, fire temple, okay, water oh, temple. Classic temples okay, so yeah. they went yeah. back to the old temple dungeons. Okay, thank yeah. goodness. The, the people that complained about there not being regular dungeons played themselves into a new water temple existing. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not nearly as bad since you still can't go underwater, which I thought that that was kind of a weird thing to overlook is you still can't yeah, swim you underwater. Yeah, still can't swim, yeah. Uh, but it is wild that the if, if one of your complaints is that they reuse the same map again, they also added two other ones. I heard there's a sky area and an underground yeah. kind of area. Yeah, there's the sky and then there's also underground, which is like an entirely new area that has different 
like health mechanics than above oh, ground. Oh, does. really? Health mechanics, really interesting. Yeah, if if you get hit underground, you can't heal until you go back to like a purified area and cure those those wounds. Interesting. So not even like food or anything works. Right. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay, that adds a little bit of complexity. A little okay. bit of and it's pitch stuff. dark, and you have to throw around little seed, light seeds to light the way through the area. Interesting. No, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it That's is really awesome. It is very cool. I. I killed a whole play session just screwing around down there. <laughs> well, awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to digging into it. Uh, uh, might be this weekend, might be sometime next week. But yeah, I'm look, really yeah. looking forward to I, it. I haven't had a game just like take over my brain so hard in, <laughs> in years. Like, I mean, the yeah. first Breath of the Wild did that to me and I still didn't beat it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I didn't beat it until up till right before this one came out. I, I, I was like, uh oh, I better go back and finish it. I, I, I never 100%ed it because that's there, crazy. Oh, there's no need to. There's no need yeah. to. But I, I got enough Koroks to max out all my storage. Your inventory and all I that. got all the shrines and and got all the, got I, the I stuff. I didn't even do that. I, yeah. I played through it. I did all the beasts. I got the motorcycle. Oh, sure. Which the, is awesome. The <laughs> only thing I really didn't do is that DLC where it was like the challenge dungeon oh. to max out the strength of the, the master, oh, the the master tri trial. The trial of the sword is I, so hard. I did the, yeah. the I did the the easy and me medium without any issues, and I could not do that third um, challenge area where it's like twenty levels where you couldn't get hit. Oh yeah, like that, that one sucks. Uh, un, yeah, un un. Unplayable, undoable. And you don't really need it anyway. And you don't really need it, no. The, the end boss doesn't, is not... It was just a little extra thing, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, it's not hard, especially yeah. if you've gotten all the Divine Beasts. It gives you, like, half its health off. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm so glad I got the the motorcycle because at the very end of that fight they want you to use a horse oh yeah and i don't do the horses they control <laughs> like garbage and they still control they, like garbage they do yeah yeah does the motorcycle carry over no oh uh, bummer well you know that'll probably be in the next dlc for this yeah. game they'll probably add Motor it back in motorcycle part two yeah, yeah. <laughs> master cycle two yeah i tell you what i really liked was the uh, muso that they had uh age of calamity uh, I, I I didn't. Care oh for yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, Hyrule Warriors two, yeah, kind of, well, point five, kind of, yeah, because it's like alternate timeline kind of thing. Yeah, with the little, the with the little, little egg, yeah, egg little, buddy, yeah. But um, have you seen Pura's glow up that she's got? In I the have, new game? I have seen it. Yes, I'm a fan. Uh huh. <laughs> well, she looks, she looks like she does in in the Muso game. In the Muso, yeah. When she walked out of the, the little lab, I did the the SpongeBob. Oh no, she's hot! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since Nintendo's done one that's this good. Mm -hmm. Like probably not since Mario Odyssey. I was gonna say since Mario Mario yeah. Odyssey, which is the last one they really put a lot of thought into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That I wasn't mean, just basically a a seventy dollar DLC. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you could you could argue the last Kirby was pretty close, but not technically Nintendo. Yeah, that's that true. One. Yeah, I did like Star Allies a lot. Oh, I was talking Kirby. about Forgotten Land. Oh, oh yeah, Forgotten Land. Yeah, gosh, what I what, what was I thinking? Okay, yeah, I mean, Forgotten, I think Forgotten Land. Land's one of the best Kirby games they've it, ever it is. done. Yeah, it was very very good. Did you ever play through the uh, the extra levels at the end, like the uh, post game? I think so. I okay. don't remember. Yeah, where you get the the final final like. Cthulian oh, yeah, nightmare yeah, boss. I did that. Yeah. The Mothman. Yeah. Mothman. Yeah, there's a Mothman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That game it was really good. Super good. 
like every other Kirby game is absolutely killer, and that was that one. It so was that one. Yeah. The next one will be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well yeah, that was Magalore's. Yeah, it was that one. And yeah. I, I didn't get that one, and, and I didn't it was, feel like I missed anything. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. 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 Well, it is time, so let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll get into some news. Do 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 do. Hello, I'm Ben Vaughn, the host of The Many Moods of Ben Vaughn. Heard every Saturday night at 8 p.m. here on WZMO 104.7 FM. We span many decades, many styles, and many moods on my show. So tune in to The Many Moods of Ben Vaughn every Saturday night at 8 p.m. See you then. This is Gail Martin. Hi, this is Carol Kelly. We'd like to invite you to join us for our gardening and outdoors show here on WZMO. We talk about observations and insights about what's happening from week to week with plants and animals in the woods and fields around us, as well as what's going on in the garden. In the Green Outdoors airs Saturdays and Mondays at about 9.30 a.m. right after the second cup. We hope you'll join us. Pagey. Knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> I don't know, Paige. But I do know this. Long Play is the number one show at both 11 p.m. Fridays and 3 p.m. Saturdays. Right here on, you guessed it, 104.7 WZMO. I invite you to tune in and check out the show that's a legend in its own mind. Hey, we're back. Those were some ads for things you can find on the network. And here's the news. Hey, you did it, Josh. That was... Uh, I feel like that clap is like the uh, <laughs> the sarcastic clap. Of oh, no, that was no, 100%. No, no, from the end of the Smash Brothers matches. Okay, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, let's uh, talk about some things that have been happening in the world of pop culture. Like we do. Like we do in the past week or so, give or take. Uh, first one, kind of the big one, I guess, for the week, I guess. Sort of. Sort of, is the uh, Mortal Kombat. Ed Boon, notorious liar and video game <laughs> creator. A legend. A legend. No, no, he lies about uh, what characters are going to show up in the in his games all oh, the time. Okay, okay. Yeah, his his Twitter is nothing but lies. <laughs> you don't believe a word he says, um, except for when he says Shu Hao is not going to show up in the game because nobody cares about Shu Hao. I don't even know who that is. He was in Deception, and oh uh, yeah, I played my. that game. I don't even know who that is. He was uh, the uh, the the Chinese zombie man. With with the uh, with the hat. Oh right 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 right. Yeah, okay. uh, shoe house sucks. Uh, but no, there's a trailer uh, for the next game in the Mortal Kombat main series. Should have been Mortal Kombat 12, but it's called Mortal Kombat One. <laughs> they took a page out of EA and Dice's book. Yeah. So so now when you say hey let's and let's... Microsoft for that matter. Oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So now so now when someone says hey what do you think of Mortal Kombat you could say. Do you mean the original Mortal Kombat or the Mortal Kombat remake or the other Mortal Kombat remake or the Mortal Kombat movie or the other Mortal Kombat remake movie? (laughs) 
Uh, ooh, uh, Mortal what, Kombat. Where, huh? Where are we? Who am I? What's going on? Who's on first? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, the, the trailer looks pretty good. I mean, it has everything you need in a Mortal Kombat. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> pretty gross. Yeah. The, the, I mean, it's reaching, I, well, not reaching. It has reached, uh, cartoon violence levels. No, it always has been cartoon violence. Yeah. This is true. Yeah, I, but I like find some of the character designs to be a little boring. I think the they're a little idea, too safe. They're a little yeah. too safe. I think the idea was they they're going back to basics yes. with this one because this is a going off of the sto- the continuing storyline from like the last seven or eight games. Um, Liu Kang has become the god of time and also fire and also lightning. And so he's gone back or changed the timeline. He has rebuilt real- all of the realms and reality. He Dr. Manhattan it. Got that's it. He did. That's what I was he about Dr. Manhattan did. Yeah. And, um, Except he kept his business inside. You know. In, in, <laughs> yes. He wore pants. Yeah. He, he wore, wore pants. pants. Well, yeah, well, yeah. And um, he's tried. I think he tried. It's like he's tried to create a world where everyone is there's no strife there's no mortal combat there's no anything but for some reason shang sung is still here and being still a tool mess, messing things up being a tool yeah so he's the constant he's, he's the, the universal constant. constant is is shang sung shang sung shang sung yeah he's an agent of chaos <laughs> yeah well except for chaos realm because that's um uh, Dagon. Oh, I forgot that was even a thing. Yeah, Dagon and his evil twin brother Taven. <sighs> Stupid names. Mortal Kombat. His name. You know, oh. if they really wanted to get back to basics on Mortal Kombat, they would have just done rotoscoping of people in bad costumes. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Get Carrie Hoskins back as uh, <laughs> as uh, um, Sonya. Sonya Blade. <laughs> she could still do it. Her yeah, her Instagram. She is a uh, a fitness instructor, yoga instructor now, and yeah, she could. She could still do it, for sure. They should bring the Toasty guy back. Oh, Toasty guy! Yeah, yeah. He was one of the devs, I think. Yeah, probably for that game. Yeah. Um. So the interesting thing about this one is, yeah, they're resetting the timeline, but this the the main gimmick for this is, um, you're getting they're calling them um cameo fighters. They're basically strikers. So you select your oh. main character and you select from another list of like other characters probably characters that are kind of interesting but they don't want to go through and make entire move sets out for so they're so their bold new idea is something that SNK did in 1996 yeah <laughs> basically but it, it means that they can include Ermac without having to make Ermac <laughs> the free to play hollow live fighting game idol showdown does this yes yeah well but it's it's new to so- mortal kombat so I think the One Punch Man fighting game also so, does this. So you can see Takanashi Takanashi Kiara without having them them having to make Takanashi Kiara. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the main roster they they there was a leak or something like that. I mean, the most of the roster is shown in the trailer, but so, uh, Johnny Cage is part of that. That is not in the trailer, including a bonus skin for pre-orders. Where that's right. Jean-Claude Van Damme is going to be put into the game as a skin for Johnny Cage. I, f- I feel like that's a conflict of interest. He's already Guile. <laughs> well, when they when they originally originally yeah, created right, Mortal Kombat, um, yeah, the idea was they were going to get uh, 
Jean-Claude Van Damme to be Johnny Cage. To be Johnny Cage. He was like such a butthead about it or something that they created Johnny Cage to make fun of him. To make fun of him. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. Accurate. Yep. Accurate. But uh, yeah, I... What, Jean-Claude Van Damme be a butthead? (laughs) (laughs) Never. Yeah. Right. But uh, I'm excited for it. You know, I... um, Mortal Kombat, I don't... I don't like the moves. It feels very stiff to me. No, I hate that. There's no quarter circles. There's no quarter it's circles. All... It's front, back, up, down. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everyone, everyone moves like a like a David Cage game. Everyone moves like a tank. Yeah. <laughs> but the story is so ludicrous. Also, it's so stupid. People don't even care about the story. I think all people want to do is see Scorpion, see Sub-Zero, and make gross finishing moves. That's all people want to do. No, the story. People people want the story because it is is like the best, worst Z-grade movie. Because Uh, uh, it's so... It's the best... It's the best uh, uh, story, fighting game story mode out there because they take it so seriously, yet it is so bad. Ridiculous. It's yeah. like it's like fan fiction. It is, but it's it's the actual thing. Like it's I don't Ed know Boone how they smashing his to action do- figures together, going, <laughs> "No, they're going to fight," but it's canon. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. How you make fan fiction when it's the actual thing? But that's what it feels. That's like. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, that's because they the the game has had one singular vision. Pretty much since the beginning, I mean, um, John Tobias was there for a good long time, but Tobias left after Ultimate MK3, I think. Or no, no, it was after um, because he did um, he did that terrible Jax game. Oh, God. Special Forces. Special Forces. Oh, I yeah, forgot about Zach. One of his last one of um, John Tobias's last um, contributions to the mythos is the seldom remembered Brown Ninja Tremor. <laughs> who no one remembers oh man I, all the stupid palette swap ninjas i love them it's so lazy but so so genius i remember playing special forces as a kid and like liking it and then i went back to play it not too long ago and i'm like this is the worst thing i've ever played it's a great intro though <laughs> oh yeah it's got like the black exploitation yes. style intro yeah with the jazzy music and stuff so good but, so 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 good but it, it controls so weird mm-hmm. and bad it doesn't even make sense well that game had a really troubled uh development it, to the point where it was supposed to have a whole second uh story mode featuring um sonya blade and it was completely cut for time which chopped out a good chunk of story so there are dropped threads that like jacks helps sonya with something and then she just totally disappears and there's no mention of her because there was supposed to be a whole second story side story about her i think there's a is there a matt mcmuscles what happened on this there is a what happened about this one yes yes he he loves doing mortal kombat games because there's so much bad about them between that and um mythology (laughs) (laughs) sub-zero oh god the fmv game basically i remember playing that as a kid and being like this is garbage (laughs) Mm mm-hmm yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, it's Mortal it's, Kombat Mythology Sub Zero is terrible. It's like a platformer, but I have to push a button to turn around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was rough. It's rough. It's it's nigh unplayable at this point. But it did introduce Fujin, Raiden's much more competent brother. <laughs> Fujin is the Raiden that doesn't screw up. <laughs> is that is that why like God Liu Kang made Raiden immortal in yeah, this one? Basically. 
Yeah, he made he made Raiden immortal, but uh, I hate ha- I hate having to pronounce it Raiden. It uh, kills me Raiden? every time. You want to say Raiden? Because it should be Raiden. It should be Raiden, but it's Raiden. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least he's not played by a white guy. Who? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, but you know what? Uh, Christopher Lambert's tiny little laugh from the uh, from the movies is so great. <laughs> Of course, he did it. He did it all through the Highlander movies too. Oh yeah, the man doesn't know how to laugh in like no, like a normal well, man. But, but, He's but, never but, laughed. But also, for real. but also, <laughs> when he did the first Highlander, he barely spoke English. Yet he's supposed to be some Scottish warrior. Where, yeah, he learned he learned that film phonetically. Yeah, yeah. Where was where, where he, <laughs> he even from? Uh, he's Belgian. As I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's Belgian. Um, or something like that. God, um, Belgian or something. Belgian or something like that. Well, then you have. Well, I mean, you always John, go John, back to uh, um, Sean Connery. He's not Spanish. He's Egyptian. Egyptian. No, he's neither. Yeah, <laughs> he's Scottish. A Scot, a Scotsman who is supposed to be an Egyptian pretending to be a Spaniard, a Spaniard, <laughs> and not Ramirez. hiding his accent at all. Ramirez. Uh, yeah, his I, name is Ramirez. I don't. I don't think Sean Connery could hide his accent if he wanted to. Well, he never want, but. He's Sean Connery. He didn't want to. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 it was part of like it was part of the why you hired Sean Connery. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sean Connery. That's right. <laughs> Tennis. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we see what we got. Liu Kang is a god. You got mortal Raiden, which I do kind of wonder what Raiden's moveset will be like. That he doesn't have his god lightning powers. He still has some lightning powers. I mean, Liu Kang had fireballs. When he oh, was just a kung fu man, he's yeah. gonna drop a Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet on someone though. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. Babality, friendship. Oh yeah, I hope I hope friendships and babalities, <laughs> animalities. I hope they all come back. They, they should finally put the forever playground rumored uh, nudalities into the <laughs> oh, game. Sh- I think. Yes, I remember that as a kid. Oh, those, yes. those oh, old yeah. stories. Yep, yep, yep. It's like the nude Laura Croft yeah. stories. Mm-hmm. I, I remember specifically a kid saying in Mario Kart 64, if you drove off the track in the right spot, some like Playboy playmate would appear on screen. And he swore up and down that his mom made him throw the game away because it happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kids lying about stuff on the <laughs> playground. You know, that's that's one of the things I I regret having the internet for because you can't get away with that stuff anymore. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's like you find Mew underneath the truck, the truck. <laughs> and in Pokemon Red and Blue. It's like, yeah. Don't quote don't quote the whole magic to me, which I was there when it was written. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's talk about some other stuff here. So um, I guess the other kind of big one is uh, Disney is shutting down their super expensive Star Wars uh, fantasy LARP hotel. hotel the the Galactic Star Cruiser. You can spend on a, an, boat. a very mm-hmm. large amount of money to sleep in a military style. Like, oh, yeah. Pot. They're like in cubbies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I got to be honest though, I thought it was really, really cool. And it was I a, it's it a, so bad. it was a neat idea. Yeah. The concept is rad. Mm-hmm. Everything else about it, no. <laughs> I have, I feel that another that the that the project was a little bit too much still in the blue sky phase. I think it was ultimately unfeasible, and it's in the way it eventually was released. But yeah, it was a great, great idea. I mean, cool idea. But nobody was going to do it because nobody, 
other than the disgusting rich. Yeah. Or people who, who are theme park YouTubers. Those are the other ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, theme park YouTubers. Who are also, unfortunately, disgustingly rich. Yes and no. Depends. It depends. Or that they're in terrible debt. But anyway. <laughs> well. It's like, it's like the kind of people that were like, they're like Disney adults, but for Star Wars. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess that I guess the same just, thing yeah, nowadays. Same thing I now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I feel like these like large scale LARP theme park situations never work. No, I no. don't know why. I mean, I guess the every person that comes there has to buy into the the, the fantasy, and you're not gonna get it's unfortunately it's never gonna be hundred percent. Yeah, not no. everybody is gonna be ready to you know be in character for. Not everyone can yes and. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, um, it, one there were a couple things that I saw online, people making comments about it. Uh, there's a rumor that it's going to be turned into just a restaurant destination. I don't think that's going to work because it is not located in any one park and it's not in a walkable distance from any of the one parks. You have to take a separate bus line to get to the location. So I don't think that's feasible. I also saw someone made a joke in six months. This is going to be the best urban exploring. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, area of all time. Oh, like that. The like people that, that break into yeah. areas like that backstage areas. Like yeah. that, like that wizard of Oz theme park that's overgrown in like West Virginia or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Or like, well, I mean, even though was it the body, uh, body, the uh, body farm, body world. Bo- yeah. Or body world, body worlds. That's the plastinization. <laughs> exhibit. Yeah. No, it's the, um, where they go where they go inside the body. Yeah. The bloodstream one. Oh. In it's in part, Disney. It's part of an Epcot building that they've just closed off and it's all still there. It's they all just, still there and people can break in and, and, and run around. Or the one where Buzzy is. It's the one where it's where the, the yeah. one where they stole Buzzy from. Which there's an entire YouTube video made by Jenny Nicholson that is great about how someone stole their animatronic Buzzy <laughs> and sold his hands. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. She apparently went back to, uh, what was that place, Ever? She went back? Yeah. Why would she go back? What was that place called? Ever, Evermore. Evermore, yeah. And got a t-shirt. Oh, she finally got her t-shirt. She finally got her t-shirt. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That was a that was a big contentious point of her video. I don't know if she got a map or not, though, for yeah, her well, reminder of maps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, that's that's crazy that she went back. That place was a train wreck. Hopefully there's another video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the once in a blue moon when she puts out a video. Well, sure. But, you know, eh, she she does some videos on her uh, Patreon. Actually, uh, she does a, a monthly vi- video on her Patreon. Um, well, you know, yeah, you got to make your money. Got to make, make a few bucks. I Yeah. Don't don't blame her one bit. Uh, she's got to buy we're... all the weird stuff that she spends so much money. <laughs> she's got to buy big spider. You got to buy big spider. Got to buy big spider somehow. Yeah. So I guess in other Disney news, sure. uh, Disney Plus is remo- is removing a bunch of stuff because I don't know why. Why? Well, I, yeah. I think part of it might be the writer strike, but also I don't understand why they're removing like they're removing the new Willow series, which has just came out. Yeah, it's been on there for what four months. It's, yeah, it's like uh, Disney has decided if it doesn't immediately make us a million bajillion dollars if, it, if it's, it's not, not the, worth if having. it's not the mandalorian it's got to go so let me see i'm pulling up a list here so we have 
Disney Plus shows Willow, Big Shot, Turner and Hooch, The Mighty Ducks, colon, Game Changers, Just Beyond, Diary, Diary of a Future President, The Mysterious Benedict Society, and The World According to Jeff Goldblum are all being removed from Disney Plus, which The World According to Jeff Goldblum was actually a lot of fun. I actually enjoyed that documentary yeah, series quite a bit. Like, uh, it was kind of like a... It reminded me, I was going to say, it reminded me a lot of the Anthony Bourdain stuff, but instead of... That was like one of their launch shows. It was one of their launch shows, yeah. Along with Hulu's Why the Last Man, Dollface, The Hot Zone, Maggie, Pistol, and Little Demon. Now, I don't know many of those. I know Little Demon. I know... Dollface was the Cat Dennings. Right. And I know Why the Last Man was... Uh, based on a comic book. Yeah. That's that's yeah. all I know about that. Yeah, but we, 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 we talked about why the we last did before. because it was supposed to be really, really good. Yeah. I, I don't understand what they gain from taking media down from their services. Now it's just like, well, we have less things for you now. <laughs> well, I they mean, have to make more room for Marvel stuff and the little so mermaid room. live action. There's there's so much room they, they can have such big servers. It doesn't. That's not a factor. It's not. It's not. And it, it it could be. It could be something to do with the writer strike it, it because probably, it probably has to do with one hundred percent. It probably has to more more do with the writer strike and, and not spite. Yeah, and, and yeah, not I wanting wonder to. If they're, they're trying to cut out royalties. That's, yeah. that's I feel like that's exactly to it. writers. That's, yeah, yeah. That seems to be. Kind, I kind of imagine that's the unsaid kind of thing thought process behind it. Because it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense otherwise. It doesn't hurt them to have that media and all it does is it pushes more people into finding things in the extra legal way yeah. like torrent sites and stuff like that yeah because these shows it's not like you can buy it on on dvd there's no physical there's for no the physical majority of these shows they're yeah. just gone now and nobody can watch them and if people don't i mean you know everything gets backed up nowadays you know you can find stuff but there would have been a day and age where if these shows would have disappeared they're I mean, they're at risk of becoming lost media. Yeah. You know, it's, it's stuff that just could just disappear. And anytime I read about lost media, if at any time I look up lost media or something like that, it always makes my heart hurt because it's like people spent time and energy on this. Yeah. Like I feel bad for Warwick Davis cause he pushed the hell out of the Willow show and it did. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I it, feel like it, that was more of a nostalgia tag than anything. Never, well, sure, you're going to have that. It never technically but. got canceled. They were saying they were going to come back to it eventually. Well, but, I, uh, yeah, they're, I less like, they're less likely to come back to it now. Yeah. It's just, yeah, anything that, anytime that we're at the precipice of lost media, it just makes, it just makes my, my brain and heart feel bad. It's going to go there, go off to lost media land with that video, that Sesame Street short with the clock man or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, I, w- I was <laughs> they think- actually found that. So that I was actually thinking all those the- Doctor Who episodes that burned up in a fire. Yeah. The Doctor Who episodes. That's a big one. But there was um, was it Saturday morning Supercade? The old uh, um, Nintendo oh, licensed one with th- the Donkey Kong cartoon. Media? 90% of it is lost media. Wow, I didn't yeah, know Yeah, there are maybe an episode or two of the Donkey Kong cartoon left and maybe one the or CGI two keywords. No, no, this is the one from like the early to mid 80s. Oh, like whoa. arcade Donkey Kong. Oh. Arcade Donkey Kong. Um, but yeah, it is considered... I, I think Peter Cullen is the voice of Mario mm-hmm. in that. Something like that. Yeah. But it is... Oh, yeah, it, it I, is, I think uh, I kind of remember that. Yeah, but it is considered lost media at huh. this point. Hmm. There's a spinoff of Thundercats that's considered lost media. 
Huh. It was a spinoff of Thundercats? So, uh, spiritual sequels. So, mm. uh, when Thundercats did... I, I was watching a video about this the other day. So, Rankin Bass owned, uh, produced uh, Thundercats. And yeah. they were like, okay, this is doing great. We're selling toys. We're selling shows. This is doing great. What else can we do? Silverhawks. It's basically the Silver same thing. Hawks. But Silverhawks, you could still have. I, st- I have all of Silverhawks. memory just unlocked in, yeah. in your mind at but that it's moment. three-syllable nay. A title about an animal that is also a hero that that is that saves the day but there was a third one that only lasted for 13 episodes called tiger sharks about people that turned into shark men and fought in the lost city of atlantis the street sharks ate their lunch exactly but it was but no the, the three awesome joke and it was all technically in the same shared universe mm. uh thundercats silver hawks and tiger sharks you could see by the names, three syllables, yeah, yeah, animal, yeah. whatever. Tiger Sharks is lost media. Totally gone. Huh. You cannot. It's gone. It's just gone. There's clips from like old commercials and stuff. And that's it. The Rankin Bass did Thundercats. Yeah. Rankin Bass. The, the people behind your favorite anime, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> you know, I wish, the, I wish the Thundercats reboot would have uh, actually had an ending. Did you know Monstar was actually in an episode of... Uh, the Thundercats reboot. Space Jam? <laughs> yes, yes, mo- the, monsters the monsters from Space Jam. Everyone's favorite. Yeah, they tried to recruit them for their their, their play- evil basketball team. No, they're 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 they're, they're failing alien theme park. Oh. Yeah, Charles Barkley was there, and they turned him turned him into an orange monster. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird, but no, yeah, Monstar, the the villain from Silverhawks, was in an episode of Thundercats, the uh, the reboot. Yeah, I watched the whole reboot uh, a couple of years ago. It's not bad. No, it, it was. It's animated very well. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, interesting. It's very much in the same vein of the, the He-Man, uh, the He-Man, He-Man which, which was actually, re- which was really good. I really liked the the reboot He-Man as well. Yeah, I, I still like think a lot. the Kevin Smith reboot was really good. I still need to watch. The, I like the rest Revelation. Of that. Yeah, I yeah. like Revelation. It's good stuff. It actually had a decent story and built on like the lore of he-man yeah and not just the cartoon but also the toys he pulled yeah. a lot from the toys as well which is really interesting yeah did that have wonder <laughs> the wonder bread yeah variant okay yes. just yeah he, he lives in he-man heaven where he-mans go when they die <laughs> yep 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 because the original one is uh gray skull himself gray skull yeah He's basically like, you know, a living castle barbarian. No, no. (laughs) Well, no, there was like a a barbarian king. Right. But there was a toy that they released that was basically it was. Oh, uh, yeah. He's a he's a yeah. He was a dude who looks like Castle Grace. Yeah. He has like he's made out of green bricks. Yeah. And and his face is the gate to to Grayskull. But it was Grayskull Man or something like that. Yeah. Stupid like that. Yeah. We have time for one more. Do we want to talk about Ms. Marvel real quick? Yeah, we, has, we probably should. I think should. this has got the most heat on it. It does yeah. have the most stank on it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Marvel Comics kill. I was going to say is going to, but it's happened now. It has happened. They killed off Ms. Marvel Kamala Khan in a Spider-Man book. And in, in the most recent run of Amazing Spider-Man, which has made other weird decisions like Spider-Man being or no, not Spider-Man. It was, what was it? I might be misremembering this, but Mary Jane is trapped in another dimension for like 10 years Comics. of of their time where with another group of people where she eventually meets, falls in love with Mary's and has kids with another person. Oof. Wow. So that they can Oof. make Spider-Man 
Also, they again. can make him single so he can start dating um, uh, Felicia Harding again. Felicia Harding. Yes, the, the black the, cat. That's the thing. They again. keep they keep coming back. Face it, Tiger. You're gonna be a stepdad. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Every time, every time, Mary Jane and Peter Parker on the rocks, it always comes back to Felicia Harding. She is like the Catwoman to his Batman all the time. Uh, you know what? I actually, I actually like them better, better together. I think is it because she has powers too, and they actually can have sh- super powered shenanigans. No, well, yes, but no, but yes, but maybe I guess a little bit. I think, I think they're personalities play off each other a little bit like i said more. it's kind of like the batman and classic catwoman thing <laughs> and where while they, she's and, a thief and, they, and he's a hero and they do as much as the comics want to do things that empower uh mary jane and stuff like that at the end of the day she she's does still get just a person damseled more times than not if I was Spider Man, I would I would go Black Cat every time. <laughs> <laughs> but like I I I think Black Cat is more of an equal than than Mary Jane. Although I know Mary Jane is like the platonic ideal of like oh Spider Man, Mary Jane, Superman, and Lois Lane that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I think if you're looking at it as like uh, equal parts of a relationship sort of thing, yeah, I think I think Black Cat is. It, but that's not what the news is. The news is Miss Marvel, who was senselessly murdered in a throwaway, sacrificed, throwaway sacrificed. couple pages of a Spider-Man comic, which she was not starring in nor guesting in. She, she just kind just of there. shows up and dies. Surprise! So yeah, surprise! Like fan favorite character, surrounded and- by her 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 biggest. Her biggest friends from comics, the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man. And that's it. Not the champions of whom she's been a part of a team with for so long. Not Squirrel Girl, who she has teamed up with multiple times. Not Cyclops, who she had uh, time travel adventures with her, his, his younger self years ago. And they reference in the comics that he remembers her from when he was a kid time traveling. And it's like, hey, yeah, you're always going to be my friend. Uh, also, she's pretty close to Wolverine. Oh, pretty close to Wolverine. Wolverine's not there. And Miles no. Morales. They're friends. They're, they're friends. Buddies. Anything like that. No, nothing like that. It the is, closest thing she has to a friend in that, in that, in that is Spider-Man. It feels like it was tacked on. And it feels. Now, this is just me extrapolating. I don't know these things, but it feels like so Ms. Marvel in the comics and Ms. Marvel in the live action movies have different powers. They do kind of the same thing, but they're they're visually different, different. visually different and distinct. I have a sneaking suspicion backstories and different backstories. Yeah, that too. But I have a sneaking suspicion that when she inevitably is returned from the dead because all comic characters come back from the dead. Basically. Yeah. The, the, the longest running dead one was Mary or was, uh, uh, Jean gray, Jean gray. And that's like 12 years. Yeah. That didn't stick. Yeah. Yeah. They brought her younger self from the past to the mm. future. Oh no. She's her, her regular self. Oh, is oh she back back. She, she's back back. Yeah. But, um, when they inevitably eventually bring back Kamala Khan, probably powers, in November before the movie. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but her powers in the comics are somehow going to morph or change or be augmented in such a way that she just happens to have powers exactly like her live action counterpart. 
And and she'll probably be a mutant then too. She'll probably be a mutant. Well, no, Inhumans in are kind of mutants anyway. Well, but but she is officially an X Men style mutant in the MCU. Yes, technically. Oh, yeah, technically. I mean, because they did try to bring the Inhumans in, and that that fell on its face. Yeah, yeah that is that is uh, between Agents burnt. of Shield and the Inhumans. Yeah, that is that is pretty well burnt. That bridge is burned, but. Uh, Yes, I have a feeling Except she's going for, to be brought uh, back and be just like her movie counterpart, and that's diminishing the character yeah, a little it, bit. It sucks I think. that this character that means a lot to a lot of people yes. has to go out like that in such a shameless, like cash grab. Oh, it's a bummer. It's yeah, a it's, real bummer. Yeah, yeah. So, it's dumb. Yeah, but <laughs> the issue isn't that that she died in the comic because that's a that's a device that that's comics a device use a lot. it is it's the way they did it and the reasons that they're doing it the reasons they, they're probably doing yeah it. probably yeah Alle- the reasons oh, they're, they're allegedly, allegedly doing yes it. yes yes allegedly but uh i feel like when when everything when the dust all settles and everything comes around we should throw a pizza party to celebrate hey we were right yeah <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> All right, well, hey, we have hit time, so let's go ahead and wrap things up for the week. You have been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Patreon at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can call us on the Nerd Overload hotline. The number is 419-561-5556. Uh, leave us a message, and we might play it on the show. What do you think is going to happen to Ms. Marvel? Yeah, tell, she's gonna. Your, she's 100% coming back. Yeah, what's yeah. your theory? What's yeah, yeah, let's hear it. You can also find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. Finally, I'd like to thank Parker for helping us out over at the Facebook page and David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So, again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Yeah, ha ha.